Why does God ordain the slaughter of people in the Old Testament? Do it again while it's still fresh. Okay. Why does God ordain the slaughter of people in the Old Testament? Is there two different gods, like the God of wrath in the Old Testament and then Jesus, the God of love in the New Testament? Mm. You know, it's normal to hear someone's um, argument against trusting scripture and accept it Mm -hmm. because that is actually easier than studying the word for yourself. Well, we want to address these misunderstandings and these false arguments in a series we simply call Misunderstood Bible Verses. (laughs) So how do we reconcile God calling his people to kill other people in one part of the Bible and the Bible telling us not to kill people in the other part? Well, stick around because we're going to dive into how the uh, concept, that's the word I'm looking for, of death in the Old Testament is misunderstood. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today we are continuing our series, Misunderstood. Not to be confused with the album, Misunderstood. By Pink. Or The Miseducation of Lauren Hill yeah. by Lauren Hill. Or Miss America pageant. By, <laughs> by America. <laughs> by America. Um, so, yes, we're continuing our series. Uh, but before we dive into any of that, we just want to give a shout out to our inner circle. Shout out. You know who you are. Uh, thanks for rocking with us, inner circle. If you want to know more about the inner circle, uh, stick around because we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Later mm-hmm. on into that. Mm-hmm. So. so. We got to get into this one because this is a topic I was actually, when we were discussing this episode, I told Nick, Pastor Nick, you're going to have to carry this one because I actually struggle with this concept. Yeah, it's a tough one. I struggle because I've heard and read certain arguments that I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. It validates my feelings. (laughs) And it means that I don't have to study the word. And it's logical. And it's logical. You can make logical arguments. And sometimes those logical arguments, um can actually like cause harm to your faith walk and can yes. cause harm to other people's walk. So um, Nick's going to, and we're just going to put the camera on him. No, this. that ain't happening. No, no. <laughs> um, but no, seriously. You're the pretty one. Just I'm to just be, here for the voice. Just to be honest <laughs> and just completely transparent, death in the Old Testament is a, is a concept that is really hard for me at times to reconcile. I have to constantly go back to um, some of the things we're going to, we're going to talk about yeah. in this episode that, that helped to ground me in my faith. So, yeah, so the, the biggest one context. Yes. Yes. Go for so it. content <laughs> without context leads to confusion. If you did not know that uh, you haven't been watching the rest of our episodes, <laughs> so you need to jump back and watch the rest of the series yes. because that is kind of the through line mm-hmm. through all of this. So you have to know the content of, sorry, the context of what you're reading, know who it's being uh, spoken to, mm-hmm. written to, uh, and what purpose it's supposed to come out. And so, yeah. um, so what we're talking about is not just general death, but it's specifically when God is calling um, his people to kill, mm-hmm. whether it's in war, whether it's capital punishment. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about God calling his people to kill, to murder, to wage war and destroy um, other individuals. And yeah. so yeah. What, what do people, okay. how do people interpret this incorrectly? Well, thank you for asking. I have a <laughs> thorough list. I'm glad I asked. Um, One thing that this misunderstanding leads us to believe is that the Bible is not accurate or has Mm -hmm. errors. This is a common misunderstanding itself, but um, a lot of times with misunderstandings about God's character, Mm -hmm. 
through this death concept in the Old Testament, we'll say, well, you know what? I, I don't really want to believe that God would do that. Yeah. Because there's certain things about God that I believe. And so this must mean that somebody somewhere along the line edited this or like, you know, they wrote it a certain way to make me feel a certain way about this situation. And so yeah. really the question that gets asked is how could a good and loving God actually ordain this or, or call people to do this? You know, it, it must have it had to have been fabricated by humans. It yeah. had to have been. And that's a hard argument to stand by, because if you start saying, well, this part is fabricated. But what about the other part? And how do you know which other parts are? Exactly. And, and then the only guideline you have is like, well, this part in my heart, I think this is right. Mm. And then I think this is not right. So and I'm going to say this yeah. part is wrong. We elevate this human emotion and we elevate our yeah. own conscience mm -hmm. to that of scriptural authority. And our own experience. Like, experience. In my yes. experience, I think mm -hmm. this is right. Or yes. what mo most people have said about God means this is right. Yeah. And, and even, so, yeah, that's a hard argument. Even definitively, we, we say things like love. Mm -hmm. and wrath, mm -hmm. we already, you already have an emotional reaction to what those words mean. And we tend to, to juxtapose them and say yeah. you're either one or the other. And so even your definition of something will change the way that you interpret or understand scripture in its context. Sure. So it's a really important thing to understand. So another thing that um, I know I've had issues with mm -hmm. um, in the past is like, well, if this is true, like, not taking the other uh, misunderstanding, but saying, okay, yeah, I believe that this really happened this way. Mm -hmm. But God really called if, his people if, to murder if this. God really called people to do this. It must mean that God isn't fully loving and mm. fully good. Yeah. There's like a little bit of like, there's like 98% love and then there's 2% wrath and, yeah, you or know, even hellfire and brimstone. Not even wrath. Sometimes <clears throat> I've heard the argument that it's, um, oh, like it's, God's just, randomly picking mm. times to be like, eh, we'll kill these people. Like, right. Some people don't see the consistency. It's arbitrary. It. Arbitrary. That's, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. See, got to get you one of these. Got to get a wife. <laughs> I will be your help. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've heard people say like, God's either not good or he's just arbitrary, which then yeah. would mean he's not good because yeah. he doesn't have any um, intentionality in the way he does things. Yeah. And also that goes into like, if murder is wrong, mm -hmm. which... The Old Testament does teach us that there's it's in the law. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not kill murder. Then God must be wrong. Mm. We're calling people to murder others. And I think this is another one of those like nuances in language and like definition. Murder, killing, <laughs> sorry. death. Sorry. No, it's not something I should laugh at you saying murder, but I'm just reminded of the episode of The Office. <laughs> yes, it's not muck duck. <laughs> R is the strongest, <laughs> the most menacing sound. Anyway, if you don't know but the like, episode, it's cool. Murder, killing, death slaughter um there's other terms we use mm -hmm. those all have a connotation we tend to lump them all together just like love yeah. love has many different colors but we use the word love to describe all of them i think with death and killing we tend to say oh well killing automatically means murder means this yeah and it's not that simplistic I yes. think it's simple, but it's not simplistic, which is, I think, the whole heart of scripture anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when we look at it and say, well, if murder is wrong, then this murder is happening. And it must, be, it must mean that God wanted people to murder people. Well, that goes against God's character yeah. to want people to murder. So um, it's just a nuance in language that causes us to misunderstand it. Yeah, that's good. What else? Yeah. What else well, we got? I think in the big picture of faith. Um, this is used, this, these arguments and this misunderstanding is used to justify atheism because if mm -hmm. God 
really did these things and said these things were okay. He's not really loving or good. He can't be trusted. So he's really not God. Like either yeah. he's, he's not really that great of a God. I don't I can just dismiss him like agnostically acknowledge there's a higher power or there's no such thing. You know what I think is interesting about that argument is if that's the argument, because I've heard this argument um, that uh, atheists and agnostics have used. So even they have to understand that a God has to be perfectly good. So wow. even, even in their logic being like, well, if this, if you know, this mm. is the God and this is God you say I'm supposed to worship and he's mm. doing bad things and that can't be God. It's like, see, even by your logic. Even, yeah, even. So you just don't understand God's goodness in this. And that's your issue. But you know that there is absolute good perfection. There, yes. There's the existence of perfection is real. You know it is, but you, you just can't put all the pieces together of how yeah. this fits into well, that. And I've heard Christians even utilize that same argument about, well, this is wrong. Um, but they, they can't argue with Jesus because they, you know, there's a lot of historical truth in fact surrounding Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can't argue with history and facts. Well, some people still do. It's weird. <laughs> um, so they'll just dismiss the Old Testament. Yeah. They're like, well, I just, you Even know. Christians do that. Not, yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Christians will be like, oh, I'm not worried about the Old Testament, but, you know, New Testament. That's what I'm about, the New Testament. But, like, Jesus quotes the Old Testament. So you can't just throw the Old Testament out. A lot of people quote the Old Testament. And, like, Paul quotes it a yeah, lot. Yeah, throughout the New Testament. Yeah. And really, is the New Testament that new? Like, it was written in 2000. Anyway, continuing. Um, what else? What else we got? So this is kind of a far stretch, but I have read a blog or two. Just a couple. I do some blog surfing every now and then. <laughs> the web blog. <laughs> did you know world. that blog is actually short for web blog? I did. I did know that. Surfing you the ever world had a live web. journal? <laughs> what was the other one? Zanga? Mm-hmm. You ever had one of those? That's that is Zanga back the in the day. original web blog. Anyway, so um, <laughs> just a little cultural nugget for you. So from we us could, elder millennials. Right. If we really wanted to stretch this out, we could say, well, if... Um, if we look at history and we say, okay, well, God called people to kill, or not just God called people, but people chose to kill other people groups. They went in and they stole uh, land and they, they just like wreaked havoc on all these people. That's just like what they did in the Crusades. Mm. True story. So what you're, what you're doing well, no, then that's is- That's not a true story, but sorry, you've heard no, that argument. I've heard that argument. <laughs> I was like, story. no, wait, no. <laughs> um, but what you're doing then is you're interpreting biblical history mm -hmm. through the lens of really- more modern history, mm -hmm. which history does. You don't need to cross interpret histories <laughs> because it's the same line of history, but the Say Bible, again. <laughs> but the Bible, and we've said this before, scripture will interpret itself. That's right. You don't have to say, you know what? In 1972, there was this thing that happened. And if I go back to the Bible, the thing in 1972 actually confirmed, you don't have to go yeah. on these outside things. There are things we'll see naturally mm -hmm. in our lives that, oh my gosh, that that's in scripture. This thing that happened. Yes, because scripture already said it and this just confirms it, but you don't have to go and say, well, I only know this is true because of this. Just stop. Cut it out. Cut it out. And the crusades, if, if we look even at that, <clears throat> the crusades were man driven. Mm -hmm. There are, there's many documents to prove that people, they were making stuff up. Oh yeah. They were doing things just to, um, excuse me, just to cause uh, issues in certain areas. And there was, it was land war. It was territory. Yeah. It was just, yes. it was power hungriness. A lot of stuff. Um, a lot, a of, lot of things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Geopolitical issues. Right. And so, yes, human beings will do that. Human mm -hmm. beings are guilty of that constantly. Even today we see that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that when it happened in the Old Testament, that the same types of things happened, that it was done through the same motivation. That's right. That's good. 
Yeah. So I got passionate about that. You did. You're like, crusades? I'm on one right now. Right. <laughs> I'm on a crusade. Um, but also this kind of helps us, helps people to draw a conclusion, a false conclusion that well, there must be this, this one God of the Old Testament and then there's a mm-hmm. different God in the New Testament. I've heard like, that like, too. Like there's the God of wrath in the Old Testament and then you have Jesus in the New Testament. He's all love, no wrath. He's chill. Teddy bear Jesus. Except that time that he flipped tables. He was Which we have an episode zero about. Zero chill. Check that out too. <laughs> yes, about flipping yes. tables. Um, yeah, and I think that that argument right there, I've heard a lot from believers and non-believers being like, "Oh, well, Old Testament God, New Testament God. We don't live under law; we live under grace. We don't live under the Old Testament; we live under the New Covenant." And it's like, yes and no. Like it's the same God; it's the same through line. Jesus is, was, and always will be. Not yeah. Jesus just popped up on the scene, being like, "Oh, hey, you know what." God the Father ain't Suddenly, doing this right. right. Let me step on in here and help the old Daddy, man. Daddy, you got this all wrong. Let me take it from here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how this was always the plan. Three and yes. one was always there. So that's good. Yeah. Well, and here's a thought for like if you're a if you're a geek or a teacher even. I didn't mean to equate teachers to geeks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you're offended by that. That's my favorite. But no, here's right a, here's a thought. There are different types of learners. There are people that need visually to see it, they need to or they need to hear it. There mm-hmm. are oral learners, they're um kinest, kinesthetic. Kinesthetic learners. Learners. Yeah. There's different types of learners that you may present the same facts to them, but you have to do it in different ways. If you're a teacher of many students, you know, it's like, oh man, I got to make sure we do these activities so that all the kids get it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say God is the perfect teacher. Oh yeah. I'm just going to go on a limb and say that. Not in a faith. big limb. It's okay? a little bitty limb. It's a little bitty limb. You have to walk out for everyone. What if he knew that his creation throughout all of history would need different ways to understand his character? And so he displayed it through hmm. different stories that eventually got categorized into chapters and, and books and things like Letters that, 66 and... of them. And he was like, <laughs> okay, look, for the people that need to know that they ain't going to get away with nothing, I'm going to put this here. For people that need to know that I'm going to love them no matter what, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this here. People that need to know that they can always come back to me no matter what happens, that I'm going to love them and accept them and forgive them, I'm going to put this here. What if? What if God was intentional? That'd be weird. Hmm. Just a thought as Anywho. we move into, uh, well, first, before we move into the next stuff, because if, okay. if you're liking this conversation, if yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one that didn't understand this, please like this, like mm-hmm. this video, subscribe. Do all and that. you know what? You're, you're going to want to share this with somebody eventually. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and like bookmark it or however you do it on your phone or, you know, you put a little bookmark tab, add to favorites, <laughs> however you want to do that. Download it, on whatever. Your, on your YouTube, you can go ahead and just like click save. Whatever do you want to do. Do all do. that. So do you, yeah, do it. Um, so let's jump into what it actually means. So first. I'm just going to leave on this one. No, you need I, to sit. You need, because I need the conversation. We need this, this conversation. Um, so disclaimer, right? Uh, I need that voice that comes on like warning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, what I'm about to go into is not What just, you are about to hear. <laughs> is a journey into sound. No, I am not justifying murder. I'm not justifying. Um, abuse. I'm not justifying killing people in any way, shape, or form. Not justifying um, the death of innocence. Not justifying any of that. So this is not telling you. All right, you're hearing it. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not justifying the wrongdoing and saying that God is pleased by death or that the Bible justifies yes, killing people. Not doing that. But you. I mean, not but. And you also have to understand that Jesus fulfilled a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about with the Old Testament covenant, the Old Testament law, uh, as far as ritualist, uh, ritualism, as far as the, the holiness of God's people and um, the standards set there. Jesus fulfilled all that. So his death was enough. His death was sufficient so that no other death had to be um, obtained. Mm. Right. 
So there's, yes. so what I'm saying is we're viewing this through the, the lens of Jesus Christ as New Testament believers, but in order to get the context, buzzword here, in order to get the context, you have to know why it was written to those people mm. so that you know how to apply it to your life Come on. through the lens of Christ. That's Come what on. this is all about. Come on. You're with me still. Who I love it when he preaches. <laughs> all right. So um, you have to know uh, context. So some of the, the, the common uh, verses that are thrown out to be like. These are just oh. some of the hits on the playlist. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. But some of the ones that people are like, well, what about uh, one of my favorites is what about Elisha and the bear, right? Oh, uh, yes. if you don't know that story. So uh, Elisha was Elijah's um, kind of prodigy, prodigy, his underling, um, his disciple. I'll say underling. That's underling. Weird. His youngling. That's like uh, that sounds Star even Wars. weirder. It's Star Wars. Anyway, it's his is his little homie. So <laughs> <laughs> you can jump his from the student. Can you just say disciple? Uh, said disciple. At some we point. have the Bible. <laughs> just use the words there. Anyway, his little homie. <laughs> Um, but Elisha was, he was an older man and he just got anointed and he's the man now he's the prophet. Um, in the old Testament, we had a prophet of God. So here's the story he's walking and, uh, depending on your translation, it may say some children or some kids or some young ones came out and taunted him saying, get out of here, baldy. Um, cause he was old. He has wild off top. And, um, so then he prayed and some bears, two she bears came and killed like 20 Not just kids. any bears. Two mama they bears. They mamas. And they killed like 20 kids, right? And so this has been uh, used. I've heard this. Be like, well, why would God send this bear to kill these children? Okay, no. Pump the brakes. Pump, now pump your brakes. It's a song <laughs> from the 90s. Anyway, so um, no. The language in, in the Old Testament, the, the word for young, young men used here uh, for this crowd was not uh, children. It's, it's young men, like young Young ones. It's not so, like school-aged kids. Yeah, like it could be used from anyone from the age of like 15, 16 up to their mid-20s. We're still oh. considered like young men. So like beyond that age of innocence, like, yeah, like age you, of um, yeah, these accountability. Aren't, these aren't like kindergartners running mm. around being like, ah, he's bald. Like this was a crowd of young men mm. who were like, and it's a crowd because if the bear killed 21 of them, how many got away? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Good point. Because there's a, a two bears. Sorry, if two bears could kill 21 like there had to be a ton of these these yeah, guys, especially if you've ever seen a bear try to eat somebody. They're not like running in there like, and, like they're, they're, <laughs> they can swipe, you know, one or two at a time. You know what I right. mean? Right. And so so there had to be a large crowd. If you just, you know, put, let's put our thinking caps on. Ooh. put our thinking caps. There had yeah. to be a large enough crowd that two bears could kill 21 of them without ah, all of them running away. Okay. So now think about this. In a culture where elders are respected, in a culture where the man of God is seen as the mouthpiece of God. You have a group of young men who are in their who know better late teens to early twenties whose mamas taught them who should know better, and there's enough of them there calling the man of God an elder, calling him bald. So they're disrespect. They're they're demonstrating a sign of aggression, mm. right? To you, you're like, oh yeah, they just called him bald. No, you don't talk to your elders like that in this situation. So that would have been way out of line. That would have been like completely out of line for them mm. to to approach the man of God. So. Then when Elisha prays, God's in some bears and some bears protects him. So what you have is not the man of God picking on some kindergarten class. You have a crowd of young men opposing an older assaulting, prophet, verbally assaulting verb, like a man, presenting themselves in a way of aggression to someone who's by themselves. And he's like, listen, I'm not going to fight with y'all. I'm not going to uh, argue with you. God, help me out. And God's like, you know what? I got you bears. And OK, so let's like pause here and dissect this a little bit more. You said one thing you said I really, really appreciate is the bears were protecting him. Mm -hmm. 
So when we look at stories where we're like, how could God do this to someone? Okay, on one hand, yes. These young men, these 21 young men, unfortunately, they lost their lives. They lost their lives. Um, at the same time, the man of God was spared. So yeah. at the same time, the same exact situation, we have one group of people um, who brought on themselves the righteous judgment under the law, knowing better. That's the other thing. Knowing they shouldn't have been doing it. Yeah. You don't it wasn't like they were innocent. Like They're like, whoa, we didn't know we were supposed to. No, you know the standard of respect and, and honor that and should be given. That, you, know the, you know what a group, if any one a of group, y'all. A mob of if people. If any one of y'all walked up to a group that had over 20 young men and they started like calling out to you, yelling. It would be you, all over. No, you would the, be immediately. You'd be like, I got to get out of here like this. I feel threatened right now. And There's, if you're old, you can just be like, I got to run. Like. <laughs> Elisha so, was like, look, I got to God, so, you're going to have to do it. Exactly. So that, that's one example, right? Yes. Another example that's used commonly. I've only got three of these and then I'm going to write, I'm going to get through the, mm-hmm. the full explanation of all of these. So, um, Psalm 137 verse nine, um, this is said, mm. blessed shall be he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. I don't like that verse. No, it's a terrible I don't verse. Like it. It's a terrible verse. And I mean, terrible as in it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing that's written in Psalms. Mm. Psalms is the only book we have where man is speaking back to God. So we've got 65 books of God speaking to us. Mm, okay. And then we have one book where men and women, we don't know who wrote some of these, were able to, to write down how they feel and how they're talking and praying and singing to the Lord. Mm. And so what we see in Psalm 137 is not God's ordination of the death of children by dashing them on rocks. Right. What you're seeing in this, again, if you're reading context, context is key. You're seeing a person who has been done wrong, who is seeing oppression, um, who is feeling some kind of way. They're like, listen, I'm so, I want this whole nation gone so much. So Lord, whoever kills their kids, bless them. Like this isn't God saying, I'm going to bless the person that dashes babies. This is somebody who's crying out from their heart's pain saying, listen, I'm so gone right now that I'm saying some hateful and hurtful stuff, Mm. but they weren't saying it to the people. They were praying it to God. It's a prayer saying, listen, Lord, I need you. Like I, this is how I'm feeling. And if you're honest, some of us wish we could have those prayers with God. Come on. How many times people do? How many times have you had an, Uh, please let them Oh, I, man, I, they, they cuss ooh, me out. I don't wanna... Lord, I hope they don't get that, that promotion. Oh, God, a you boss. don't show them, God. You better <laughs> let them know. Let them have no, no, it. Humble them, Lord. Um, what man. you really mean. You know what you really mean when you say that. <laughs> so so that's what Psalm 137 is about, right? Yeah. It wasn't God ordination. It was just how this dude was feeling at the moment. Mm. And then the other one, it's going along the same same lines. And it's um, Hosea 13, 16. It says, Samaria shall bear her guilt because she has rebelled against her God. They shall fall by the sword. Their little ones shall be dashed in pieces and their pregnant women ripped open. That's another one. I can't. It's hard. Every time in Hosea, I'm like, nope. Mm -mm." La, 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 la. (laughs) And again, there are more that fall along these examples. There There are more verses. But again, context. Hosea is not saying to the people of God, this is what God wants for your life. This is what God is calling you to experience. He's saying because the Samaria, right? This was the northern part of Judea. It was, it was Samaria and Judah, right? So these were supposed to be the people of God. Because you have forsaken your protection, because you have run away from the only God who can redeem you, now you got to deal with your consequences. Mm-hmm. And your consequences isn't God coming in and killing your children and ripping open pregnant women. Your consequences are now you're open to, 
to other people. You're vulnerable. Who, that's what they do. Mm. And so what Hosea is telling the people is like, listen, you're, you're not walking in the light here. You're walking in darkness. And guess what? When you walk in darkness, you fall. And so that'd be like, if I said that to my kids, like, oh man, you fell because you walked in darkness. Yeah, that's what happens. They're like, well, you, you pushed me down. I didn't push you down. I had the light. And I told you not to walk in the dark. And I told you. So, so again, this is one of those situations. And here's the the best part. Whenever God proclaimed in the old Testament and he gave these uh, proclamations of like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. It was with the understanding of if you continue down this path. Ah, so there was grace. There was grace. Mm -hmm. He was saying, listen, this is what's going to happen unless you turn. Right. Cause even think about, um, uh, Job, not Job, Jonah. Right. When Jonah goes to Nineveh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. whole, whole nation, y'all finna be destroyed. <clears throat> Men, women, children, all you're going, this is what's going to happen. Right. They heard that they repented. God said, you know what? I got you. I'm gonna save that. And, and Jonah so, was like, but, and then he cried about it. Cause he was racist. It's cool. Look it up. Jonah was racist. <laughs> uh, he was. Wow. You hit him I'm, with that. I'm not canceling Jonah. There's good stuff in Jonah, but Jonah canceled himself. He had some he issues. Did. He had some issues with some Ninevites anyway. So, so those are just three examples. And with the, with just basic study of context, you can see, Oh, this isn't saying what I think it says. Wow. There's something more. There's something deeper here. Yeah. So I'm going to give us, um, really three understandings of death in the old Testament. So there's three ways that death is presented in ways that we find unjust as with our 21st century context, especially having Christ and knowing his grace that, that abounds. So the first is when dealing with war or like, um, destruction of entire people groups because there's oh, yeah. several so like they verses would go in and what is yeah. it what was it like devote them to the lord devote them to destruction devote them to the lord kill everything don't let nothing breathe um we read that and we're like dang like you couldn't accept those that you can marry no even then, even those some there are some that says don't let any of them live don't let none of them live like in like um, in genesis when uh king saul was told to oh, destroy yeah. everyone that's right even the animals. And it's all like, yeah, but we kept some of the animals. It's like, no, I said everything. I said everything. I said what I said. Um, But here's the reason that, that, that God was calling this to happen. So you have to understand contextually, God was establishing a people group. God was establishing his nation that needed to follow the, the ritualistic and the ceremonial guidelines of the people of God in order to demonstrate holiness to the world, Mm -hmm. right? This is what was happening. So as God was establishing, establishing, God was establishing the boundaries um, as he was establishing these boundaries, right? Think of it like he's building a pen. He's like, all right, th- these are my people. This is what it's like to be my people. Um, this is who my people is. And he's right. telling his people, he's like, listen, you've got to make sure the entire gate is secure. You've got to make sure that y'all are one group. Um, but if you let some of these people live and they live with you and they intermarry, they're going to start, you know, okay, I can't close the gap there. I can't close the gap here. And then now people are getting out. Now you're not living according to the standard of protection that I've set. Mm. Now you're living in these dangerous areas. And not only that, you're leading other people away. And so he would, he would tell the people of God, listen, you're going in. You can't allow these people to, to live here so they can run, they can do whatever they want, but they can't live here. You, you can't let them be a part of your group because if you intermarry, they're going to lead you astray. If you allow the, the children to be raised up, they're going to be raised in the culture and the identity that they were brought up in that's going to be um, opposed. opposed to God. And they're going to rebel and there's going to be issues. Like God was trying to protect his people from the issues that were coming. 
that's hard for us to hear because we're like, but there were, there were women and children. And, but God was like, listen, I know where this is going to lead. And if you continue to read the Old Testament, you see every time they didn't listen, every time God said, hey, don't do this, and they did it, it led them into captivity. That kind of reminds me of like, you know, when your mama says, you can't <laughs> be friends with them. You're like, ah, oh, but they're so cool and they're so funny. They have the best toys. Mom just doesn't know. And mom doesn't understand. Parents just don't <laughs> Will Smith said it first. And you're like, no, I'm going to be friends with them. And then your friend goes and, you know, they like shoplift from the corner store. Right. And they like, like, come with me. And you get caught and you get put in the slammer in the because you wanted to be friends with them. Yeah. This, that's a lighter version of what God is like. Look, exactly. I told you, you can't be friends. You cannot can't do it. be friends. He did that mom voice. <laughs> you cannot be friends with them. I said. Keep walking. No. Yes. And so time. that's a very, that's a, a lighter. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> that like, so that's what God was doing in this. And it's hard for us to understand because we don't see that the same way. We don't, especially in the U S we don't have a cultural and a personal identity. Or a melting pot. Exactly. And, but when you look at God, it was like, listen, there's no other nation on earth like us. We need to establish this. And you all know, like, if you're building something from the ground up, if the foundation is shaky, the whole thing is shaky. And so as God was establishing the people of God, he was building the foundation with Israel. And he's saying, listen, this has to be solid. Mm. This ha- and we have to demonstrate to the world that, that we're not like them. We're not worshiping yeah. their gods. We're not going after their idols. Yeah. Well, um, and he'd already said, through you through this people yeah. all nations will be blessed and how okay so going back to your friend analogy mm-hmm. if you're if so if let's use our kids okay if i was like isaiah once you learn how to how to ride a bike mm-hmm. through you learning how to ride a bike all your friends are going to learn how to ride a bike mm-hmm. and they're going to get it because you know how to ride a bike first if isaiah instead was like yeah but they all want to walk so i'm going to walk with them instead like but now, you but now none no of them one's going to learn to ride a bike because you were the one. Come and on, so God. that's what that's Come what God on. was doing. He's saying, listen, through you, everyone's going to see holiness. But if you start living like them, how are they going to demonstrate holiness? How are they going to see it? So anyway, that's one, one, one point. Second mm-hmm. point is run out of time here. All right. We might Come have to on. do an extension. Come on. Second one. Um, we don't understand the weight of holiness in, in this context. The weight of God's holiness. Come on. So so God lived in the midst of these people, the Israelites, the, the, no other God, little G, could ever say that, right? Mm-hmm. They all had statues. And these statues were not living gods. They were just statues. They were idols. Um, but only the living God in his presence was so holy that people couldn't even enter into the presence of God, mm. right? And so we don't understand that because we're like, oh, yeah, we have God living in me and I can still go out and do whatever I want. And I ain't died yet. That's because you have Jesus. That's the only reason. If it wasn't for Jesus, anywhere the Holy Spirit was is a holy ground. And so um, God was living there and he was establishing his holiness and demonstrating that to everyone else. And so that's why we have the ceremonial laws and capital punishment in the people of God, right? Mm. So people would die because they were living contrary to God's holiness, yet they were still calling themselves the people of God. Yeah, they would go into the assembly mm-hmm. having done what they did and knowing they weren't ceremonial ceremonially clean mm-hmm. before the Lord. And because his presence was in the temple, it would be like, I'm okay. Right. And he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, well, because God's presence can't dwell among uncleanness. That's right. Yeah. And even in that there were, there was grace. So the people that, that okay, let's use this as an analogy. I love you, analogy. You, you gave me this one. So if you join a club, you understand there are rules and regulations. Uh, most of the time, the, the um, stipulation for breaking these rules and regulations is you get kicked out of the club, right? So 
this is how being a part of the people of God were, uh, was in the Jewish times in the old T that's what I'm called. The, the old T, the old T, the old Testament, you leave the D out. <laughs> um, and so people were born into this. They were taught Torah. They were taught law. They said, listen, to be a person who calls themselves a Jew, calls themselves a Hebrew, this is how you have to live your life. Now you could choose to run away from that and just leave the community altogether. But if you're going to live here and call yourself a member of the team, these are the rules. Mm. And if you can't follow the rules, these are the consequences. You know who does that really well? Who? The Amish. They do. They demonstrate that very Just saying, well. Mad respect. Yeah. And um, Hasidic Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews, really, honestly, Muslims like Orthodox Muslims do this yes. based on their rules and regulations. There are a lot of sects of different religions that do it very well. Yeah. Do it well because they've got a very strong core legalistic belief of like, do this. Yes. Do this. Buddhist no. monks. Yep. They all got it. Um, not got the, you get what I'm saying. Um, they do that stuff. They do that act well. And so God was telling the people that they couldn't allow roots of division. They couldn't allow um, unholiness to take root within the people of God because holiness was so serious mm. that, that it demanded blood sacrifice for sin. Like somebody had to die. Death had to happen for sin to occur, right? The, the wages of sin is death. In the Old Testament, they had animal sacrifices. But there were some sins where it's like, listen, this sin is not only um, bad that we got to kill an animal, but you have now defiled your intention. And if you, if we say to everybody, well, this is cool, just kill an animal for them, then we're going to let murder exist. We're going to let adultery rape. exist. Rape. We're going to, you know, um, abuse and, and hurting children. Like, we can't just kill an animal for that. Like, that's more serious. That defiles the people of God, yeah. not yeah. just you. And so. And, yeah. And the progression right. of that, like, that's, if you look at, the, again, the whole canon, the whole 66. Mm-hmm. The progression of human evil and human uh, inclination to self mm -hmm. is why Jesus had to come. If we look at it, it's like, no, there are not enough animals to kill to yeah. cover all of this. There has to be something greater. And that is the reason that Jesus came. Sorry, I just yeah. want to point that out. No, that's good. And actually, you know what? I think what we're going to do with this last one, mm -hmm. I think we're going to save that for our inner circle. Oh, inner so, circle. So inner circle, you're going to get this last one because Ooh, it's, it's a, a, it's a little controversial, um, but it's necessary to understand. Yeah, um, I think yeah. the first two are good, though. You can use, utilize those. Yes. Um, so if you know somebody that should hear this, please share this. Please send it to somebody. Especially somebody who you know is like, you know what? I like Jesus. But I do not like your Christians. I don't listen to the Old Testament. I don't listen to the Old Testament. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying this is this is kind really of the, there's, there's a little bit of I'm smugness still. when people say it because they think, well, I'm smarter than the average Christian mm -hmm. because I actually know that the Old Testament doesn't matter. And I'm sorry, that's false. false. So if you know someone who actually believes this, like the Old Testament doesn't matter. And you think they'll actually listen and to you, this. And you think they'll listen and they'll laugh with time. us because we laugh at this because we know this is something people struggle with. Yeah. And we have to we have to kind of get through that with a little bit of laughter. Please share it with somebody. Please do. That's what we're trying to get at. Just do, that. do it. And, um, oh, go ahead. As far as practicality, I think the only thing that I've got. Context, y'all. Stop taking what other people say as gospel yeah. and go to the gospel and figure out what God is saying through his word. Yes, I think. With that, practically shut off whatever is telling you otherwise. Shut off the influence that is trying to tell you, don't go to the Bible. Listen to me. Listen mm. to what I feel, what I've experienced. Shut that off. Ooh, and this is a, sorry, la, la, I just la, heard la, this. La, la, la. I just, when, in what you said, I heard a tool that you guys Ooh, can have. Okay. This is for you. Just put it in your pocket. Use it whenever you want. Um, context is also useful when other people are refuting the Bible. 
So when somebody's like, well, you see where it says here in, you know, Psalm 137, it says dash people. And then they build this whole argument. All you have to do is be like, okay, do you know the context of that verse? Squash the argument. Because right there, there are a lot of people that, that attack the Bible. And I'm talking about sects of pseudo religious groups that will, um, because of whatever, well, the Bible is written by man. And you can tell because of this verse. Okay. Well, but do you see how this verse coincides with this verse and this book and this entire like context will help you establish truth and will help you understand what's going on in the word. So Mm. again, back to that, use context whenever somebody is bringing, I can't tell you how many TikTok videos, YouTube videos I've turned off because they'll be like, well, you see where it says here, this is why you're wrong, Christians. And I'm like, like that's all incorrect. There's a lot of quoting of Wikipedia that and, the, and it's just blatantly wrong. It's just like, that's not true what you're saying. If you couldn't do it for your high school <laughs> essay, don't you dare try to do it on Jesus. In I'm just Jesus saying. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. We mm-hmm. hope that you've gotten at least one dose of <laughs> real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.